Check, check. And, uh, hello. Uh, this is the new start to uh, Dixon Jane's episode 903. Um, the real start. You'll find somewhere near the end of this podcast, or at the end, if you listen. I'm doing something a little different. I'm going to uh, play the clips that I've recorded over the last, uh, you know, last several days in reverse order. So at the very end, you're going to get the 22-minute talk I did that got kind of nasty as I was um, ranting on about how much I hate religion and probably singled out Islam in particular, which wasn't very nice, and I decided I wasn't going to include that. Now I've decided, yeah, I'm just throwing it all in there. So you will hear this episode, not counting this part, in reverse time order. Um, starting with the most recent, well, in fact, this is the most recent, (laughs) is July 13th. Did I say that? It's almost noon, and I'm at uh, Thompson Park. Uh, Got home Monday from what was an absolutely wonderful holiday, and I know I should talk a little bit about it, but I guess the thing to say that's been notable uh, is that I've been spending time with my same-age friends, uh, my cousin Zeke out in uh, Russell, a year older. Uh, Barnacle Bill, um, again, a year older, but uh, same, you know, our roots go back to Lachine. So his his is a friendship of 50 years, my cousin, my whole life. And uh, the Nova Scotia guy, going back even further, back to high school. And it was kind of, it, it was just different. I think of note also is that none of those people would ever listen to the Scarborough dude or this persona. They know Ken, and that's who they interact with. And I think I found it refreshing just interacting with them as myself. It's not that I put on a different personality for the Dixon Janes podcast, or not intentionally anyway. Um... I guess it's just a way of communicating. I'm, I'm trying to share a lot. And I found in all three cases with the old friends, I was trying to share more intimacies of, of, of personal thoughts about our marriages, relationships, our, our health, where we're at in life, getting old, you know, uh, values and tried to steer the conversations that way and, and usually you know with some success now looking back at it for which I'm glad there is, I haven't figured it out but there is something quite different about relating with those friends who I've invested so much uh, time with and also I guess sharing so many growing up experiences So people who I know just in podcast history, you know, they know the Scarborough dude and he's a bit of a character and so on. And and that's consistent with who Ken was back in the 60s and 70s. Um, I realize now those friends saw me as a bit of a loony. I think a lot of people don't take me too seriously sometimes or think I'm a bit of a out there on the fringe, and that's probably true. By fringe, I guess I mean having some airy, airy-fairy, hippy-dippy thoughts, I guess. I'm not sure, but there, there is, you know, and yet that's something they still like about me, because I was a little different in that respect. But anyway, I, I, if I can figure out what it is that was seemed to be different and uh, important in terms of those what those friendships mean the depth of them the length of them um, I'll get back to it another time but for now I'm just this is just sort of a, a catch-up introduction so I think I already warned you the last clip you'll hear on this podcast will be something that started off in Bluffers Park uh, shortly after I failed to hit record properly for the um, Gappage podcast I did with Brent. And I blame him for um, bad-mouthing 
not Dawkins. Um, yeah, Dawkins. Uh, as being an Islamophobe, and I, I questioned that. And uh, my cousin, of course, a huge fan of him, definitely questioned that. And, and my friends would. And so I'm accusing Brent of, of uh, who will soon be 40. My goodness. I think in time for uh, the Hamilton gathering. Uh, but anyway, has revised a lot of his thinking, and I think being influenced by other people and, and maybe a little more politically correct than he ever used to be. Uh, so anyway, that's that's the excuse I'm sticking with it. That's why I uh, went on this rant about what I feel about Islam and why... Uh, I don't think that Richard Dawkins has said anything out of line. And I would not call him an Islamophobe, and uh, perhaps I am. But there you go. So if you don't want to hear any of that shit, just skip the last 20 minutes or, or skip this whole episode altogether. It's a, just a, it's bits and pieces. I think the reality is um, I was having such a good time with my friends, with Cousin Dave and with uh, um, Bruce that I didn't want to record. I didn't want to take away from the present experience. So you'll hear very little of my uh, camping time in Charbot Lake. Uh, a highlight was, of course, a visit by uh, um, Mr. Anthony, not Mr. Anthony, Mr. Francis Wooby. And uh, so anyway, I guess I'll, I'll end it there. This is probably going to run just a little over an hour. Um, I'm... <laughs> I'm feeling the aches and pains of age. Uh, my knee is bothering me. It feels like I've got a hernia or something that's just bothering me. Maybe maybe just a bruised rib cage from a fall or something. I don't know. But uh, I'm in pain. It's not a, not a happy day. I got shit to do. So forgive the... Uh, the negativity, it's just part of life, and that's part of what I do with podcasting, is just get rid of it. Dump it on you. Scarborough Dude! Signing out, I know today will be a better day. I will get things done, and uh, I will feel good at the end of the day. Signing off from um, Thompson Park, and uh, here we go. Backwards in Good morning. It is 8.15 a.m. on the Sunday. I'm, uh, we're heading off. We're still in Russell. We're heading off today. Gonna catch breakfast in Bell's Corners, I think. Then head off to Nepean to visit my sister. And then back to Scarborough. And, uh... Our plans so far are uh, an afternoon at the only cafe on Monday. And then Barnacle Bill flies back on uh, Tuesday, back to Vancouver. And it's the end of this little interlude. But uh, meanwhile, we've got a couple of hours or an hour or so before uh, we have to head out. I'm just still lying down in bed, pretty... Feeling pretty tired. Another great day. It's just been a stretch of beautiful weather. Not too hot. Nice breeze in the evening. Good for sleeping. <sighs> and I don't know. You know, I thought last night. I haven't recorded much on this extended holiday. Nope. There's somebody at the door. Hello. Oh, my God. They're up and already. So, well, we're going to leave it at that. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Check, check, check. It's me again. And, uh, unfortunately, it's almost 4.30 a.m. I've been awake since 3. And this is after bragging to Bruce and Dave that, oh, no, I sleep through every night. And both of them said, that's amazing. They have to get up, go pee, can't get back to sleep. So sure enough, I'm in the wheelchair.
hustle. I wake up, and I don't have to pee, and I can't get back to sleep, and I uh, don't know what to do about it. Uh, I mean, one plus was I've been texting to Harold, who is in Bangkok, so he's in a different time zone altogether, and uh, he was up and ready to chat. Circumstances, hopefully with a little more clarity. God damn, it's gonna be sunrise soon. Holy fuck, I gotta get back to sleep. Goodbye. Hello. It is sometime after 11 p.m., before midnight. I'm lying in cell, parked in uh, a driveway. At my uh, cousin Dave's home out here in Russell, on the outskirts of Russell. On my own, uh, Bruce is sleeping in the house upstairs in the guest room. I'm uh, happy to be here on my own after two nights sharing this back bunk area uh, with Bruce. Nice to be able to spread out all by myself tonight to sleep diagonally and... uh, Make full use of the room. But uh, I'm lying there and I'm feeling a little uneasy. A little. I had another one of those half uh, gummies that I bought. And I'm just not sure of the verdict on these things, if uh, it's a good thing or not. I got high for quite a while and, and I think I enjoyed most of that time, but. Now you're lying here and you start uh, feeling a little funny, a little odd. And maybe it's just you go to that the, the place we often visit, you know, what if I died now? It's too soon, I'm not ready. This too, And it's not for me clinging to life, it's that this is too much of a mess. I would be leaving behind for now, and my sons to take care of all my stuff that I talk about so often on this podcast. 
stuff that I love, stuff that I treasure. Um, but probably a burden for anybody else. And of course, what you think is, oh my God, the sadness of just getting rid of stuff. But if you're dead, you don't know. And if nobody else cares, then I guess it just doesn't really matter. So why am I hanging on to this thing, making everything in my life seem important? It was uh, kind of special. We sat, Dave, uh, this is, um, it was an acre of land and Dave decided he'd build a house and built a house and is still here today. Planted trees all around and now it's a forest. It's an amazing and every time we come we have a little tour through looking at the various foliage and trees and what my favorite spot is sort of a pine alley some carpet of pines and uh, looking out over the next door neighbor's field which is flat so perfect place to catch a sunset so we brought out three chairs and sat and watched the sun go down and had some uh, Dave is a very very bright well educated man um, uh, as is Bruce I'm sort of the dummy of the bunch but uh, you know I'm learning to live with that but the uh, conversation, you know, about, you know, the reality of humankind, the cruelty to the brutality, you know. Uh, I, I was talking about celebrating my blessings and wondering who to thank, and Dave was often prone to deep, dark depression. So, uh, didn't have any answers. Anyway, a serious talk and a good talk and uh, good to share times with friends and kind of a special feeling. Like immediately arrived here, just sat down and just felt comfortable. I'm aware again, I mean, just coming out of Dave's place to uh, walk to uh, where my vehicle is parked, where I am now, tripped, you know, and just managed to stop myself from falling. And a reminder, okay, this is just going to get worse. And so that's just kind of a reminder about, you know, an end. And so when you're, when you feel something in your body that seems off, you start to worry, oh, is that something? Is that a heart? Is that a, what is this that's not feeling funny, not feeling good now? Or is it just the after effect of the pot? God, this is not fun to listen to, is it? Maybe that's why I'm talking. I Because I'm not able to get to sleep right now. I needed to unload. I needed to share. A lot of good things going on, of course. But, uh, you know, sometimes you go back to the, the trickier parts. I think I'll sign off now. Maybe catch up with you tomorrow. See if I can get myself into a comfortable, happy space. <sighs> Bye for now. Check, check. And good day. It is Friday, July 8th. It is 10.30 in the morning. I'm just, uh, just done my breakfast cleanup. Uh, it, it's very satisfying. You've heard me many times uh, talk about when I go camping, just the the system you have to put in place, the order, the things you have to do, the steps. And when you're clear-headed, because I didn't have a second joint last night, um, it makes it easier. So my plan today, well, of course, first up is uh, make a pot of coffee. And uh, that was done. Ugh, still mosquitoes around. And then uh, decide on breakfast. And so for breakfast, we only had two eggs. So I said, two eggs over easy, one each. Uh, I had two hot dogs left over. So split those down the middle, fried those up in butter first and cut them in half. And then we had some salami. So, well, why not take that salami? You like greasy meats with your fried eggs, don't you? So fry up the salami. And then we had the frozen pancakes. So, of course... 
fry up or heat up the pancakes in the microwave two at a time. And next thing you know, you got a, we've each got a plate with uh, two pancakes, sausage, salami, and fried egg. And then uh, bread and jam to go with it inside. So that was a decent breakfast. And uh, first time, of course, in a while, I've used the uh, propane stove in the kitchen. I have a favorite piece of music. Well, you heard it already, the uh, piece for Tony that um, I play while I'm cooking or in the kitchen. It's kind of nice. There's a nice little light over the sink. And I have the new wash basin thing, the plastic wash basin I put into the sink so I'm not... When I'm done washing the dishes, I can take the dirty water out by carrying out that plastic basin and just dumping it and uh, not filling up my uh, tanks with wastewater. So it's all good. It all works out very, very nicely. And uh, I'm delighted. So now I thought I'd just give you a big catch-up. This is not going to be a very exciting podcast because I'm... uh, The good times, the happy times, the times I'm just chill... I'm not recording. This is just me uh, morning while Bruce is off having a dump. And I, my biggest question for today, it's 10.30 in the morning. We'll leave, obliged to leave by 2, but I, I figure it would be maybe noonish. Because we want to go see our cousin Dave out in Russell. Uh, it's a nice drive getting there, too. Ah, now, big news. Francis Wooby visited last night. And not only did he bring wood that I requested, some big logs for the fire and some kindling to get it started, which he had to chop up himself. He also showed up with half a dozen beer from a brewery in Perth, which was very, very kind and generous. Mr. Wooby, if you're listening to this, thank you very much. Made me proud to introduce you to my friends so that my friends know, hey, I've got some new friends here. New going on, you know, a dozen years. But, uh, you know... Mr. Wooby and Mr. Wooby's in fine form. I'm delighted about his new job. Sounds great. Uh, and he was looking good. Hefty. He's always been hefty. But, uh, hey, that's part of his charm. He's, uh, fat people are always good for a laugh. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. That came out wrong. All right. Anyway, here comes Bruce. Oh, he looks all cleaned up. All spruced up. Okay. So... That'll be my next chore. Deciding whether I'm going to take the extra walk. I understand it's about a 10-minute walk for me to the washroom and then hope there's not a lineup. I'll make sure I wave my cane so in case there's anybody thinking of lining up outside the handicap place, I'll wave the cane at them. Hey, hey, this is for me, buddy. And uh, go from there. I'd rather that than show up at Dave's stinking and needing a shower. So, yeah, I think I'm leaning that way. So, uh, signing off, catch up, and probably, oh, there's an old-fashioned one, a, a Tesco Spectrum motorhome. Boy, oh boy, that's an antique. A collector. All right. See you in Russell. Bye for now. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Okay, I don't have the earbuds in, so I don't know how loud I'm coming across. Yeah, I can see the numbers. Um, a little later on in that same day, I'm lying my side of the bed now. It's a bit hot, but I got the rear windows open. And uh, I needed a rest. Now, first time sharing this, well, no, I did with Cliff too, but... Uh, you know, I, I would say there was some snoring going on and it uh, wasn't necessarily mine, so I didn't get a whole lot of sleep, I think. But, uh, so I'd have a, I knew I'd have a little nap today. I've done my stuff. I've just, you know... Bruce has gone for his walk around the campsite. Good, a good one-hour walk for him. Brought his weed with him and his sunglasses. He'll have a nice time. I put my chair up by the lake and sat for a while, and then it was in the hot sun. I thought, no, 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 just come back. Well, do you really need to know all of... The little motivations, because that's what Bruce and I talk about. Now, today, 
I discovered Bruce Des Wordle. I didn't know that. And uh, has been doing it quite a while, but you know. Uh, may or may not have. Well, anyway, regardless, we had some common ground and it was kind of fun. And uh, we both start the same way. You wait for a word to come to you and, you know, you can reject a couple if, it's, if that word does seem so highly unlikely or odd. But, um, yeah, just pick a word and start there. So uh, that was kind of good. And we, we uh, talked about that. Talked about our mutual friends, those living and those who have passed on, Peter and John and Kent and Glenn. Um, and we, reconnecting, okay, how did we actually bond? And the, the agreement is over the water pipe in Glenn's basement on 55th Avenue in Lachine, or 56th maybe. Uh, we'd hang out there and smoke hash on the water pipe, get high and listen to music. Seemed like a fun little club to join. So, uh, yeah, it was in there. So it would have been 1970 of uh, when Bruce and I first connected. And uh, then he came out to Vancouver in 71. I followed in 72. And I remember seeing him packing up his car in 71 before he left. Interesting story there, but I'm not going to tell it anyway. I just realized, you know, once again, what 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 fine lives we've led and uh, and how much fun we've packed in and uh, just on so many levels. So, you know, it's this is not to be bragging. I guess I was actually asking myself that question. What what's What's the point? You just continue on in the now, and this is another now. It's not old time. This is a camping trip right now Bruce and I are making. It will become history in our history. We'll forget the details and when and why. Francis will show up tonight around 6. That's nice. Francis will be. Ah, so anyway, I'm just going to shut down and uh, rest a bit and listen to the music that was on uh, for... Way gave it to me. It was played at Tony's service. Uh, Tony, my good friend from the church when I first joined. Elderly Chinese gentleman and a writer and a producer and a TV host and lots of other things. Great guy. And sorry to lose him. Scarborough dude signing off from Charbot uh, Lake. Bye for now. Welcome to Dixon Jeans, podcast number 909. It is uh, Thursday while I'm recording this clip, July 7th, just after 9 in the morning, and I'm sitting in a little spot of sunshine as the sun, uh, there's a little bit of an opening between the trees here at uh, Charbot Lake. Not a campsite you'd say, oh, you got to get there at all, because it's right by the highway. But um, there's always the good things, you know. At first you sit here, and, oh my God, I'll come here on the trucks. And, you know, campsites a bit close together, cheek by jowl. And uh, then you go down to the lake, and oh, damn, it's a pretty nice lake. And there's people out there swimming and kayaking and canoeing. And uh, it's a nice little place for families to gather. A lot of families here with their trailers. And uh, then you just, and, and you do what I do, is just you look up at the trees and you realize, yeah, the trees are why I'm here. This is the thing that, I've, uh, that I'm finding is giving me the most satisfaction in my camping these days is uh, gazing at the trees, seeing their beauty in the light. And last night as the sun set, wow, I just sat and watched that. I don't know how many pictures I took of the same scene, looking at the campsite across from us that I was facing. And, of course, I was high. I'd bought some 
gummies on the way in. Uh, little uh, reserve, Alderville, I think it's called. And uh, once long ago, I stopped at a place called Sweet Leaf Pot Shop. And they have everything there. And so this time, as we were leaving Toronto or Scarborough on our way to Charbot Lake, I uh, got out the card and found out where is Sweet Leaf located. Oh, yeah, Highway 45. Let's route our journey that way. So uh, we did. And I bought these gummies, which I tried yesterday. I got three bags of them. And um, some hashish, which they sell, which you can't get in your regular, uh, you know, government-run stores or government-licensed stores. And uh, what else? Oh, yeah, some cookies. The ones you've often heard me rave about the cookies. So I did just that, and I've just now had... Okay, I took took the cookie, cut it in half. Then I took the half, and I took maybe at most a third of that half. So what are we doing? A sixth now? Would that be right? of that cookie for starters and uh, we'll see how this goes yeah nice fire last night here with uh, with bruce you know that if you've been following along that was the plan on our way to russell tomorrow to see my cousin zeke as he's sometimes known on this podcast cousin zeke out in the country and uh but uh, a good time sitting by the fire last night just chilling just enjoying the uh Chance and of course, Bruce hasn't been camping for uh, quite a while. First time this summer, so I turned all the fire duties and cooking of the sausages over to him. That was a nice change for me. Bit of panic when I went in to make up the beds. Uh, you know, we bought a tent, but realized now we're not going to pitch the tent. Now there's plenty of room for two people to sleep in this thing. So I uh, went to make up the bed. And found my sleeping bag, and I couldn't find the one I had for his. And I just was puzzled. I looked in all the closets. And finally I had to come out and say, look, we've got a problem. I've sort of spread out a a cover over all the uh, cushions. And then opened up my sleeping bag, and it was going to do as a a duvet, you know, for the two of us, which was not going to work well at all. And Bruce kept saying, well, why would you have taken that other sleeping bag out of the car anyway? Why, would, why wouldn't it be in your van? Why would you have taken it home? And I can't figure, like, why would I have taken it in? I'm trying to think, you know. And, uh, anyway, finally we're sitting there and, you know, realize this is a problem. And I wish, like hell, I had not forgotten that sleeping bag. And then it dawned on me, wait a minute. There's one place I didn't check. These things pack up so small, I can wedge them in a space. And maybe it's under the bed that I've just completely made up. I'm going to have to wreck this whole thing. And sure enough, there was a sleeping bag. So uh, that made all the world of difference. Like, I was beating up on myself. Man, you are being so incompetent. I made a couple of mistakes yesterday. And, uh, you know... I always so proud of these solo trips I make when I'm in control of everything. But here I seem to be, you know. And then I made the craft, I made the craft mac and cheese dinner with hot dog wieners, thinking this is going to be good, just like the one I had at Mossport with Cliff, which was excellent. And I guess I got a different brand of this time, and it was off. I didn't. Even, I just threw out the last of the noodles today for myself. Bruce was fine, but it just, it was just, it was terrible. And so I was beating up on myself. Oh my god disaster here and then what oh the sausages cook the sausages mine was overcooked couldn't finish my sausage so it was kind of funny that yesterday you know usually when i'm camping i'm just raving about how wonderful everything is how perfect it all is and yesterday did the opposite and it was almost as if it was by design that all right i got bruce here he'll look after the fire i can just sit here and surrender and and be incompetent and uh, I was feeling actually really quite dumbed down from the uh, the smoking and and the uh, gummy also feeling pretty uh, pretty stupid, which is not such a good thing. But it, it all it all resolved itself by the end of the evening. I'm alone, sitting by that fire, staring into the coals, and everything is just as it should be. Oh yeah. 
So I think I'm going to wind down. There's constant activity in this park with the the staff going by in little trucks and jeeps and trailers and their vans, you know, continuously. It's a small park, and it's like it's it seems as if it's heavily overstaffed because you get in these pickup trucks, you know, two of them with, you know, park people in them going past continually, you know, hey. And as Bruce pointed out, Bruce coming from Vancouver, uh, as soon as you open the um, magazine they hand you, which is, you know, the, the, the paper they hand you with this thing, which is great. You need that map to know where you're located, where the washrooms are. But there is one page, and I, you've heard me go on about this, devoted to the rules. The entire page is all the park rules and the fines. And then, God damn it, only in Ontario would you do that. And I was trying to justify it, thinking, okay, maybe there's people new to camping and they don't know, and, and they just they want to back themselves up. Hey, we're, we're not here to party and make noise and build bonfires, you know, and wake up the other campers. So that that may be why they're uh, they have these rules. Uh, and the other thing Bruce noticed was there was no nature information. There was nothing describing the trees or the the birds. It was just like a generic publication, you know, re- referencing you to a website. But uh, anyway, here he comes. Oh no, it's not him. It's somebody else. So uh, I'll just shut this baby down and. Uh, Get on with the day. I don't know how much you'll hear from me, but this is the official welcoming. I did make a 22-minute clip on my deck at home before uh, leaving. And it was so full of um, anger about religion, you know, that I thought, that's not a very pleasant thing to share. So I'm probably not going to use that. This is probably the official start to uh, the... um, Charbot Lake Podcast. Scarborough Dude signing off. Uh, looks like it's going to be another nice day. I got I got stuff to do, cleaning up stuff. Oh, I think I'm going to get some uh, milk and cereal. That's what I'm going to do. Ooh, I got The Rock with me, too. I mean, The Rock, hey, Barnacle Bill is a Bruce here is one of The Rock founders. Got to have this thing out. Signing off. Bye for now. Hello. Scarborough Dude here, welcoming you to Dixon Jane's episode 903. It is uh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon on American Independence Day, July the 4th. So, uh, to all you Americans out there, God damn it, sorry to hear about the shooting at the parade in Illinois. It's the first bit of news that came up and... Uh, who knows what else we're going to hear. Protests about the 60 bullets shot at the uh, the uh, black man who was fleeing from uh, police officers who told him to stay. He didn't. He got shot. And I guess I could go on, but I don't want to do that. I, I, I mean, bad people don't listen to this podcast, and I like to think... <laughs> That those who do are good people in the general sense. Not good in the boring sense, but uh, good, decent overall. And and if that's the case, gosh, I, uh, I only have good wishes for you. That uh, your loved ones are safe and cared for and your family is okay and uh, there is some joy and brightness in your life and uh, even room for a little optimism maybe, you know, if, and if that's not too much to ask. And uh, yeah, so, gosh, I, <laughs> that's not a real happy 4th of July greeting, but... Uh, Hey, I didn't even give one for uh, our day, July 1st. I was uh, still camping then. Just released part two of the um, Darlington podcast today, and here I am starting a new one. It's, uh, what is the day of the week? Hey, it's Monday. Kind of a, uh, 
I guess. Good week ahead of me. I am going camping for another couple of nights. So I don't know where this podcast will end or how it'll be. And if it drags on, maybe I'll split it up like I did the last one, which went on a little too long, so I cut it in two. That's why you had an A and a B, but still counts as one. Yeah, so tomorrow I go grocery shopping. That's Tuesday. And uh, I meet my uh, old buddy, Bruce, who will be uh, taking a train in, I guess. Go train him from Mississauga. He's in London now. And then Wednesday, we head off for uh, Charbot Lake. I mentioned that in previous podcasts, so I guess it's kind of silly to be repeating myself now. But things change, you know. You'll see something. For example, uh, I'm sitting on the deck now in my recliner. And uh, just less than 24 hours ago, I mean, last evening, Deb and Brent FaceTimed me from uh, their home in North Vancouver and uh, wanted to talk about this trip that we were making to um, New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, PEI, and uh, perhaps then on to Newfoundland, for them anyway, in sharing my road trek. And I know I talked a lot about that on the um, podcasts uh, from uh, Darlington, and I was trying to sort it out, what it'll be like, what has to be done. And I continued to think about it, uh, like, oh my God, there's, you know, there's not, it's next month, it's July now, next month, it's an awful lot to plan in that time, and uh, people are already out there, and we're hearing all these nightmare stories from the airports, lost luggage, and all the crap that's going on, and boy, is this a good year to study. And uh, what they were calling for was to tell me, well, to, to to sense how I would feel if they decided not to do it this year, that maybe we do it next year instead. And I got to tell you, I think my real feeling was relief. Yeah, let's put it off. Uh, there's no way those guys are going to be ready. Debbie um, is still dealing with the loss of her brother, Glenn. They were very, very close and really, you know, hasn't really fully gotten over that not that you know i mean that would take a long time but i just mean it's still a an issue you know it gets to her at times and and you know having to work at something that was supposed to be fun just didn't seem right so uh, i let them know uh, very clearly a great good idea glad you made that decision let's think about it for next year i didn't promise or pledge that I'd be around next year because next year my plan was to go to uh, Vancouver but hey, I could just as easily throw that away and say, no, next year would be a better year to go to Nova Scotia. I could still go on my own. It's not that far a trip. Take the Fundy Ferry and uh, go visit my friends there and uh, go back again next year. There's no reason I can't continue to go, but I wouldn't do that huge trip. But So I don't know. And I kind of like the fact that Something I've I've prided myself on, or tried the life I've tried to leave was with a certain degree of spontaneity and freedom to make and reverse uh, decisions. Uh, that's something I commented on when I was talking to Kenneth about his idea to give up the Appalachian Trail and make another task, which is walking by highways with noisy cars. Um. Anyway, I'll get back to that. Um, so, yeah, I'm good with that. But I thought, <laughs> I almost felt I had a duty to tell my listeners, oh, all that talk about going to Nova Scotia. But you see, talking is part of the process of decision-making. It, it's You you work things out and you, you arrive at things and you realize, oh, Maybe that's not a good idea, or, or, yeah, that's how I feel. I didn't know I really felt that way. So that's going to lead me right into um, a topic I have today. Um, I'm, yeah, and I've got to back up again. On Saturday morning, 11 o'clock Saturday morning, 
I record, I made a podcast with Brent, the closet geek, who many of you know, my good friend Brent, whose wedding I attended less than a year ago. Uh, and we used to do a podcast called Gappage. We put out about 53, 54, 55 episodes. And uh, yesterday was going to be number 56. And we talked for an hour and 10 minutes. I was watching the timer. I was watching the sound levels. I was watching everything except the button that showed recording. And at the very end, when I looked at that button, I saw that it was white and not red. And usually red means recording. And I had that sudden sinking feeling that, uh uh-oh... That entire episode of Gappage, which I'm going to go right out and say was probably the best one we've ever done. Partly because there were some real Gappages in there. Gappage being the differences between a 74-year-old and a uh, soon-to-be 40-year-old. But it was an amazingly good episode. And and because... We did a catch-up on what's happening in Brent's life, where is he living, and so on, for people who haven't heard from him for a long time. And then went on to talk about a topic, The Fourth Turning. It was a book I mentioned, and, and Brent, to his credit, didn't know about it, but found out, oh yeah, he did, he had heard some, checked out YouTube, read things, did some research, and had a lot of very interesting things to say. Now, I'm not going to go into the whole thing, because that was uh, that was all supposed to have been done on the podcast that you will never hear, so sadly. Um, but I certainly heard, and Brent did an amazing job sort of deconstructing it and, and um, basically poo-pooing it in terms of, yeah, they've just picked, cherry-picked their facts to suit this theory they have that there are cycles like the seasons and every 80 years there are revolutionary changes and so on. And uh, I was, I can honestly say, and I'm not, I'm not making a joke. Usually Gappage is about joking. I can say, wow, I was so impressed with uh, the things Brent, Brent's always been a bright guy anyway, but he doesn't always show it. <laughs> and this time he showed it. And we went on from there for other topics on, you know, his views, how perhaps through discussions with his wife, he's changed his opinions on a lot of things. He talked about incrementalism, how he used to believe incremental changes bit by bit were good. That's the way things got done. And now he's changed that position, position on Black Lives Matter, position on uh, Islamophobia, lots of things that, you know, he clearly thought out. I didn't necessarily agree with, but I was so impressed that he was stating his, the fact that he was showing signs of thinking. And that's not something everybody does often enough. So I'll, I'll maybe I'll just park that uh, because it leads now to why I have a book in my lap right now called The Complete Idiot's Guide to, and you know that series of books, and this one is called Understanding Islam. I bought this book used a long time ago, um, and I, I got it thinking, okay, what what is my beef with Islam? Because you've heard that before. I'm not going to hide it. And again, it's not the people. I believe our neighbor is of that faith, the man, the, the man anyway. Um... I mentioned when I was in Darlington, I saw a whole family, and judging from the traditional garb the women were wearing, uh, which wasn't burqa, it was just the headscarf and everything, hair covered. Uh, and we exchanged those wonderful smiles, you know, as I watched their children play. I have nothing against those people or wish any harm on them or, you know, don't want them here. I'm not that way. But I'm, I, I do have a beef with the religion. And I'm not singling it out just to this religion. I'm upset about the fanatical Hindus in India who are causing trouble for uh, people of the Islamic faith. The 
Christians, and I feel like I'm tired of having to state these other cases to prove it isn't just, you know, Islam that I've singled out so that I can justify my, my, um, I, it's stronger than a dislike. My feelings about Islam are stronger than a dislike. And it's certainly, there's no respect. Like, and, and so I thought I'd go through this book. Well, maybe there's just things I don't know. I think I'm also being influenced by watching Homeland and the fact that the title character, the hero for the first three episodes anyway, um, converted to Islam when he was a held prisoner in uh, Afghanistan. Uh, so, yeah, I, I thought, well, why don't you dig into it and see? Maybe there's, maybe you can, maybe there's some compromise. Maybe there's some things you like. And uh, no, just the more I look at it, the more it just pisses me off, the more I don't like it, the more I think any religion that tells you these are the rules and this is what you have to do is just fucking stupid. And it's the same for, you know, uh, Judaism and the people who, you know, go about following all those rules anywhere. Religion is man-made. Okay, let's start with that. Religion is man-made. There are prophets, and maybe these prophets believe they met these angels and God spoke to them, but that's just bullshit because there's no God, okay? So we got to get that clear. You see, my, my voice, I'm getting angry now. I'm getting angry because, and maybe some of you might think, well, dude, that's your problem. You know, you're not being rational about this. Well, because the whole fucking thing is irrational. What is jihad? Oh, it's not the bad things that you hear about, you know. No, no, no. Except that it goes on to what are some of the things? Social activism in Islam. Examples of activities that a Muslim must, they use the word must oppose, are the selling of alcohol, pornography, and drugs. Well, gee, alcohol, you mean like wine, a really fine-tasting French wine? They, they, that's wrong? Why? Why? Didn't God make those grapes? God, okay, all right. Pornography, yeah, well, that's all, especially child pornography, but regular pornography, yeah, it's pretty disgusting, but, uh, you well, know, I don't know. Drugs? Oh, you mean like pot and, uh, you know, magic mushrooms? Oh, okay, well, all right, so we got a problem there. Oh, it's supposed to be against littering and pollution. Okay, well, that's good. Public disputes that turn chaotic? Hmm. I guess if you mean chaotic, beating somebody to death in the street with uh, sticks, yeah. Gossip or slander in the media? Hmm, that's a hard one. Corruption in the government, pedophilia or spousal abuse? Spousal abuse, please speak more about that one. And cruelty to animals. Oh, I'm in favor of that. So those are just some things that come under this chapter on jihad. But, I, you know, I, I've been flipping through... You know, the, the idea of the Hajj, having to make, if you are a, um, here's the thing about, the, the guy tries to justify the, uh, remember in Afghanistan when the Taliban blew up all the Buddha statues that had been there for 2,000 years? And this person sort of goes on to say, yeah, well, really the British took target, target practice at them first and they really did it. And besides, you know, they really did nothing wrong because when you look at the situation from the point of view of the Shahada, I guess, the Taliban can rightly say they did nothing wrong. Yet to Westerner minds, their actions appear very wrong. In the Taliban's understanding, they were merely destroying idols, okay? These 2,000-year-old statues of Buddha, they were idols. They're graven images. As the Bible would label them, so come on. In fact, Taliban representatives expressed their puzzlement at the opposition from Jews and Christians whose own religious book, the Bible, also requires destruction of idols. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, then it goes on to blame the British, of course. There's just... Uh, the, the, the stupid things you would have to believe to buy wholeheartedly into this... And I imagine people, like probably my neighbor, 
um, don't buy all of this. It's just a religion they're bought up in, and maybe they go and do the proper things, and you know. But the idea that you have to, if you can afford it, and if you're physically able, you must make the annual pilgrim or the pilgrimage once in your life, the Hajj. Um, also seems kind of a ridiculous thing, but you know. Anyway, as I flip through, it is not having the effect. I thought it might, and this is probably why I put the book down in the first place when I bought it. Judgment's Day, the ideas about God. Uh, here's the thing about, oh, okay, they are completely against um, abortion, of course. Despite popular ideas today about personal choice and freedom to birth or abort, Islam does not change with the times and stands squarely against Roe versus Wade, of course, well. So do certain people in the United States, those same Christians that I'm also equally, well, I can't, no, I can't say equally, that would be unfair, annoyed at. But I guess this doesn't make for very nice podcasting, having me go on once again, but I, I guess I'm doing it because partly in response to Brent. Uh, saying, you know, he's uh, maybe calling himself on being an Islamophobe. And, I'm, and what I'm upset at is that's a term that's become very convenient that anybody who says anything critical of this religion is an Islamophobe, and that makes that's the same as being a racist. And it's not. You're allowed to. No, I know, that's why he was, he was finally against, uh, was it uh, not Christopher Hitchens, because he's dead, but the other one... Um, that's right, who was saying so many horrible... Richard Dawkins, that's it. He's no longer... We, we compared notes, and he's no longer in support of Bill Maher, and he's no longer in support of Richard Dawkins. So these things alarmed me a little bit now that I think about it. And it's because Richard Dawkins is, appears to be an Islamophobe. And, um, boy, sorry, but I'm not there yet. Uh, and uh, I don't think I ever will be. The five pillars of Islam. Declaring allegiance to God, daily prayer, annual charity, month-long fasting, the pilgrimage to Mecca. Okay, those are the five pillars. <sighs> All right. Oh, uncompromising monotheism. The Shahada. I don't know if I'm, I'm probably not pronouncing the Shahada. Shahada. Consists of two distinct parts. One is a negation, and the second is an affirmation. Interesting, the first part of the Jada, a part about believing in God, is phrased in a negative way. It doesn't just come out and say that God is our master. Hmm. Rather, it goes a step further and makes the point that there is nothing worthy of our attention or allegiance other than God. There is no God but the God, capital G. Okay, there you go. There's nothing more important than our belief in God. Fuck that. Fuck that. At least if it's the God that appears here. If it's some other, you know, uh, life force thing that doesn't, uh, you know, that, you know, you know. No, you don't know. I don't know either. No. This is the God that has rules and punishes people and sends them to hell and sends down angels. Fuck that God. Fuck that God. Islam is very expansive in its definition of false gods, usually idols or statues that come to mind or think about it. Mohammed made the point that anything that takes our attention away from our true purpose in life can be a false god. Uh-oh. A belief in astrology, slavish adoration of some famous person, or veneration of paintings of people or animals. Hmm. Our examples, gee, all the art I love, all the artists, all the singers, musicians, dancers, theater actors. Furthermore, Islam says that personal arrogance is grounds for having a false god. People who are so full of themselves that they walk the streets puffed up with pride should beware, the Koran says, because they make themselves into false gods. Okay, boy, you got to be careful. All right, I'm, I'm going to put the book down. I, I could go through and I could have spent an entire, oh my God, 22 minutes. 
I cannot believe I've just spent 22 minutes on that. I might not be able to use this uh, at all. Damn. I really had no idea. And I have better things to talk about. So I think what we're doing, I think I've just recorded something that I'm not going to share. Scarborough Dude, signing out. Without talking about Carl Rogers on Becoming a Person. Bye for now. Ha <laughs> ha!